Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Bowl DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, joined by my good buddy Aaron Asmus to break down this Wonderful Thursday, September 10th card for you. And I say card, but we are here to talk one basketball game. It is the showdown slate. Uh, we'll primarily be using this DFS pricing, or this, I'm sorry, DraftKings pricing. Uh, but before we jump into anything, let me check in on my good buddy Aaron. How was your week so far? We're halfway through right now, recording this Wednesday night. So what's going on, brother? I mean, this is probably the best time to be a sports fan right now i got i'm preparing for nfl dfs tomorrow i'm doing main slate dfs uh for sunday working on mob and still grinding playoffs and nba it's like it's so much so much to do so little time you know yeah how much will fuller is too much will fuller tomorrow um uh never enough that's Always the question yeah, <laughs> so, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, you hit it on the head, man. We got some good sports. We got football starting up today or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. So it'll probably be out uh, prior to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or a.m. Um, but we had that great game. That Toronto-Boston game was absolutely phenomenal. That thing was off the chain. Uh, it was exactly what everybody's hoping to see when you watch a playoff game. So, uh, you know, we get a game seven now. Uh, one to be excited about, but we got uh, we got some some good action to break down right here, man. We got a nice little a little tight series between LA and Houston. Uh, it's pretty fresh off the rips. We got guys coming out of the woodworks. Uh, be ready to jump into this? Let's do it. All right, brother. Uh, quick, you know, just as I build up the suspense, as we're gonna jump into it. Not a uh, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor. Uh, if you guys haven't already checked out Manscaped, head over there. Uh, use the promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Get 20% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. Check out that lawnmower 3.0. Or maybe it's the perfect package kit. Whatever it may be, if it's for yourself or for a significant other or just a friend, uh, they will be very much appreciative of it. And they will be living in luxury with the best male grooming products out there on the market. But let's jump right into this, man. We have the L.A. Lakers going against the Houston Rockets. Showdown slate on DraftKings. Uh, this game is expected to start about 7 p.m. <clears throat> 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Excuse me right there. It's going to have a 220.5 game total. With the Lakers being favored by five points. And as far as an injury report goes, Robert Covington being considered questionable. And Daniel House has been ruled out due to personal reasons. Covington... Uh, had that mean collision in that last game. Looked like he possibly could have broke his nose. Uh, he was evaluated for concussion. They said that he does not have concussion-like symptoms, all this, this, and that. Uh, nonetheless, that looked like a hard hit, and I would expect some repercussions uh, on his physical front for that. 
But uh, let's start off right away, I guess, before we jump into anything. I know you wanted to touch on some showdown strategy, so I'm going to pass the mic over to you, Aaron. Let the good people know exactly, you know, how you look at these slates, I guess, differently from just a regular old main slate. Yeah, so in general, just showdown as a game on DraftKings in particular just hasn't been solved yet. Kind of like um, cash games on regular slate and even tournaments. Just People just don't really understand how to use the 1.5x captain spot or um, are a little more afraid to be unique in the captain spot. Um, so on a slate like today, where the things are so top heavy and star heavy, there are a couple, I think there are a couple really good ways we can be, differentiate ourselves from the field and try, try some things in tournaments, um, that give us a chance to actually win something, win a tournament. And generally these, uh, showdown slate tournaments are smaller than the main slate tournaments, which kind of actually gives you a chance to win. And even though you there's a decent chance you'll end up splitting with somebody because there's just only so many possible winning combinations. But still, um, showdown is definitely, especially during this playoffs, is something I've definitely I've been diving into quite a bit more and finding just a bigger edge overall in you know my my return on investment. Awesome. I mean, that's a great way to put it. In. That's why we uh, we brought you on, man. Just these show. No, I'm just I'm just joking. Uh, it's good. I'm glad <laughs> to do this show with you because I'm generally. I tell a lot of people, uh, I don't play a ton of showdowns. I play. I'll play it tomorrow because I'm a degenerate. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not going right. to it off just because I'm going to get action. And I'm not saying I don't do well in showdowns. I just for some reason I I just always temper expectations. I I usually lower my volume by you know a vast majority. Like you know if I'm normally playing, uh, you know. 15% of my bankroll, I might play five or seven on, on a showdown slate. Well, right. it definitely, it's definitely going to be much lower. And mostly because of like what you said, uh, I play tournaments, you know, 80% of the time you're splitting this with, you know, four or five people, but that doesn't mean you can't profit and win a good amount of money. Um, especially knowing that it's going to be opening day football uh, tomorrow. You have to imagine that a large, if not vast majority of the DFS community is not going to have their eye on basketball. They will be watching football, and right. they are going to be playing majority of football. They've been researching football. Um, so you're going to have an edge if you're one of those basketball heads like me. I, I do play football, but I am a basketball head, and this is where my head is 95% of the time. So let's uh, let's start talking about this Laker team. We'll start off with the Lakers uh, just because, you know, we've been seeing some uh, good play from Rondo since he returned. Playoff Rondo yep. has arrived. He's been looking excellent. Uh, you have LeBron, you have Davis playing a little bit more of the center, which opens up some Kuzma minutes. So we have some options now, where as opposed to it just used to be LeBron and Davis, that's it, pack it in, call it a day. So I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you touch on a few of these Laker options that you think are a top priority for you? So, yeah, this kind of goes back to this showdown strategy. Um, a lot of the time, people just feel like they have to jam in the best player into the 1.5x, just because... You know, if you think about it intuitively, if I think LeBron James is going to score the most points, why would I not want him to get one and a half times those amount of points? Um, but especially on these types of slates where everything is so top heavy, you know, most of the usage, most of the production is going to come from, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dwight, uh, not Dwight Howard, maybe 10 years ago, but 
uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Those four guys is where a bunch of most of the usage, most of the playmaking is going to come from. But I mean, when you have a guy like Rondo from what he's shown in this series so far, you know, he's been um, he's been amazing. I mean, just to put it lightly, which is very weird to say where, you know, Rondo hasn't been good for probably five or six years, but uh, he's easily been their third best player. Um, I don't expect the shooting to stay nearly as good as it's been, but we know, we know Rondo has been a guy throughout his whole career. He's going to get, he's going to get involved in the glass. He's going to, he's going to get assists. He's going to walk into some steals. Um, and when you look at his price tag of 5,200 or 7,800 as the captain spot, um, I think he's makes by far the most sense on this slate to, to, to be your captain. And then that lets you get really creative with the rest of your lineup rather than forcing in one of the expensive guys and then essentially having to dumpster dive down the rest on, on the rest of your team or like three, you know, three or four of the spots on the rest of your team. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And that's generally, if I'm building, uh, you know, exp- it really depends on the exact game that you're talking about. So this is a kind right, of scenario right. where we have plenty of studs we want to pay for. So, you know, yes, you can go and play uh, a hard and a LeBron or one of these guys in your captain spot, but then you're really limiting yourself to your other options and who you're going to be going to. So, uh, you know, the way I look at this slate is I think you want to, do your best to get three of these studs in there if you could. They don't need to be yep. in your captain. You're not going to be able to get three of them in there if one of them is in your captain. So how could you get three and still feel confident about your lineup? Now, uh, I've been messing around with a few builds, and I don't want to just go off the rails and start talking about it. Uh, but I'm with you. Um, I do want some Rondo. Uh, whether he's in my captain, whether he's in my utility, he's a guy that I think that we pretty much have to play at this point, especially when you're just talking yeah. about a showdown slate. The minutes are there for him. Uh, back-to-back games, we're at you know, pretty much 30 minutes. He's playing... Uh, vast he's, he's letting LeBron play off ball more. Uh, you know, we're not going to get necessarily the five steals that we saw in the in his uh, in the second game back. But, um, you know, he's going to have a decent amount of usage and he's going to find himself on the court. He's going to have to play playoff Rondo. And when you just talk about pure upside for a guy that is that salary on the slate, you know, there's there's basically him. And then there's Kuzma. And, you know, right now, I just feel a little bit more confident when I'm looking at a guy like Rondo as opposed to Kuzma. Well, and you got to think about a guy like Rondo, you know, when LeBron was essentially building this team, this, these are the kind of games that he recruited Rondo for, right? You know, and I, I think there's probably a pretty big level of trust there. And especially with the way he's played in the last couple games, um, you know, I, it'd be hard to see Rondo going back down to like 20 minutes or something yeah. like that. Because I, I think LeBron is, I think LeBron wants him on the floor. I think Anthony Davis probably wants him on the floor. Um, and he's played really well. He's been, I, like I said, I think he's pr- been the Lakers' third best player pretty easily in this series. Um, yeah. And kind of just to touch on a point that you were, you know, when we talked about in the context of this slate, I think that's kind of what's made Showdown tough for people to really figure it out is everything is, so, I mean, we, we always talk about it even on main slates, but. You know, there's kind of always a generic, you know, cash game build. There's, you know, there's ways, you know, you can be different in tournaments. On showdown, there's not really, you you have, I mean, it's even more pronounced the the amount you have to be um, just slate context specific. Like you have to build your teams around the talent and, you know, how many stars are there? How many viable role players are there? 
and then that determines your lineup. And I think that's been a really big issue uh, for why people haven't been able to figure out this game format yet. Absolutely. Um, and it's sometimes people try to walk into, you know, different slates, different nights, different games and try to take the same approach. And, um, you know, it might work for you a couple of days in a row just by sure luck or maybe, you know, the slates are similar, whatever it may be. But you really need to view, especially in playoffs, every slate as, as its own entity. Uh, yep. You know, pricing doesn't matter the night before. You're looking at price relative to what the slate is and what's available to you. And that's kind of where I come down to my build. So, uh, you know, the last question I guess I really have for you, we, we touched on, uh, you know, just about everybody um of that matters i guess on this you know there's your danny greens or you know obviously he's in play but you know only 400 less than rondo at the utility spot i think most people probably just go rondo and i'm right there with them uh, you know if you had to pick lebron or davis i'll ask you that uh which guy do you prefer and then the other guy i wanted to touch on is a guy like uh markeith morris who's uh found his way back into this rotation over the past few games yeah i think um the way I'm leaning right now is playing both LeBron and Davis. If I had to choose, I'm, I'm going to go LeBron. Um, it's just in, in close games when it's, you know, when we know LeBron's going to be on the floor for 38 plus minutes, like he just has so much of the offense run through him. Like there just really isn't, a, even with Rondo on the floor, you know, there's just not a possession where, you know, LeBron's not involved in some way. Um, he is more expensive. And I think that's a good way to be unique is just, leave LeBron out and you know there's plenty of ways to capture his upside you know with James Harden with Russ um even you know even if you went a more balanced build with you know uh with Robert Covington or Eric Gordon um you know that could work out over you know LeBron and a super punt like a Markeith Morris who's incredibly volatile um but going to Markeith you know, I, I think his role is secure. Um, you know, JaVale McGee, he only played six minutes in the last game. Dwight Howard didn't get off the bench. Uh, I think they've, you know, the Lakers have kind of realized they can't play a center, a real center in this series. That you know, They'll just get run off the floor. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think you have 20, probably 18 to 20 guaranteed minutes out of Markeith. You know, if he's playing well, he'll probably get a little, maybe he'll get a little bit more run. Um, but he kind of fits perfectly in these, you know, three Rajon Rondo at captain, three studs, and then you know, kind of in this low 4K tier. Uh, I think he's probably the cheapest play that I like on this slate. For... Yep, that's exactly why I wanted. To, I'm kind of in the same boat. That's why I wanted to bring him up because uh, he rounds things out nicely for my initial build. And uh, yeah, I think if you know if he's playing 20 minutes at least, he played 23 over the past two. If he's playing at least 20 at that price tag on a, on a showdown slate, I have a ton of interest in him. So I really like him on this slate. I will probably have a vast majority of him, <clears throat> and I'm with you. Um, I like both having Davis and LeBron. Uh, I will mix and match between you know all these studs though, and uh, yep. probably keep my captain spot between the same two people. And you mentioned one of them, Rondo, and the next guy is on the other team. So uh, we'll hop over to Houston now. Uh, two top guys, Harden and Westbrook. Do you prefer one over the other? And if so, who? For ca- for cash game, I mean, I want to play Harden, obviously. Um, I'm just finding it tough to get LeBron, Davis, and Harden all all into the team and liking my other two spots. Um, I mean, Russ, he's been so – he hasn't been good, but he did have a 
fairly decent bounce back game in this last one. Got up to 36 minutes. Um, and, and you're getting a severe discount on him. You know, he's 1600 cheap, cheaper than Davis, 2400 cheaper than Harden, 2800 cheaper than LeBron. Um, I think Russ is probably my favorite contrarian play at captain because you can still get pretty creative and, you know, build some really good teams and you're still kind of, you're still accessing some pretty tremendous upside. Um, so I want to play Harden, but I think the correct play in cash games at least is Russ. Yeah. I've been pounding the, you know, Russell Westbrook drum since he came back and it really paid off for me in that last one. I'm going to continue to do it. You know, even if these guys were close in price tags, I just want to continue to play Russ. It's just point guards against LA has been a thing all season long. They've just been dominating. He's finally getting his minutes back up. He's looking good. He's looking aggressive. And let's be yeah. real. Um, you know, when he's actually hitting his shot, you know the peripheral stats are going to be there. When he's actually hitting his shot, he's got tremendous upside. And, you know, I, I, I can't ignore him. And like you said, he, make, he makes perfect sense for those three stud builds. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm running into him. Uh, he, you know, yep. I, I messed around with him in the captain spot a little bit. And I didn't mind it. And like you said, it might be a little contrarian. Um, I'm kind of in the camp of what we were talking about earlier, though. I think that's where most people might go right off the rip is a guy like Westbrook because he is the cheapest out of the studs, has the oh, same upside. Um, and, you know, they'll be like, ah, you know, I can, I'll, ma- I'll make it work. Um, so I'm with you. I prefer Westbrook over Harden. I don't think I'll even have too much Harden on this slate in general. I don't think it's a bad thing to do. I mean, if you wanted to pivot, like my first initial build has Davis, LeBron, and Westbrook. If I wanted to go you know, Harden, Westbrook, and Davis. I don't see anything wrong with that. And I'll probably mix and match that as well. Yeah. Um, but I just prefer those, you know, I prefer, you know, LeBron over him and I prefer Westbrook over Harden as well for the price discrepancy. And then, you know, we I touched on Covington a little bit right off the rip, uh, you know, dealing with uh, what could be the after effects of getting popped pretty good in that in that collision where, you know, they, they questioned if he had a broken nose. They said no concussion. One would think, hey, it's playoffs. If he had a concussion, would he even admit it? Um, so at 7,400, is he a guy that's on your radar or is he kind of just oh, yeah. not, not making that build? No, um, probably not for cash games. Cause I, I think the street three stud build is more than likely the correct way to go. But, um, I'm, I'm diving into the tournament streets, uh, for these showdown slates for sure. And, um, I think if you go a little more balanced with, you know, like Covington and Eric Gordon guys, we know are going to be on the floor. Um, you know, they have a scary low floor as kind of Eric Gordon showed the last game, but you know, if these guys get hot with their shot or, you know, Covington, uh, gets going with the blocks and steals to access his upside, um, you know, they, they, these guys could easily be, you know, on, on the winning, winning team for this slate. Um, I think another guy I'm really looking at, especially with, uh, Daniel House, being oh, yeah. inactive, um, I I think Jeff Green makes a ton of sense. Yeah, um, at four at forty six hundred, and it's never fun. No one likes rostering Jeff Green. I've I lost a ton of money on him in that OKC series because I basically got him wrong every single game. I he'd go off, I'd get on him the next game, he'd suck, and kind of just kind of did that dance for the entire series. Um, but I mean, he's just too cheap. He's just I I he's all but guaranteed. Uh, probably low, all low thirties in the minute, low thirties minutes. Um, 
you know, he's kind of, I can, they might even play quote unquote big with him and PJ Tucker and Robert Covington on the floor all at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, he just has to play, right? Because, I mean, they're, yeah. I, you know, I think he's going to be popular, but um, he's probably, he, I think he's probably my favorite value play on the slate outside of Rondo. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'll eat it. I don't care how much chalk. I'll eat it. Um, Forty six hundred. It rounds out those builds nicely. Um, and where I was kind of taking my contrarian approach was actually throwing him at my captain spot here and there. Yeah, uh, you know, it's you can you can either put him or Rondo and still make a three stud build work easily. Uh, you know, with the you know same exact salary, not really having to switch much else, but. You know, being contrarian is something that you're going to want to do to separate yourself. So, you know, maybe mix and match. Uh, I prefer Rondo as far as cash, uh, but as a tournament, I don't mind looking at Jeff Green in that cap, uh, allowing me to get, you know, three of these studs, rounding it off with a little bit of uh, Markeith Morris. So there you go. Just pretty much gave out an entire lineup. Do with it what you may. Um, I don't think it's going to be necessarily like a secretive lineup. I think it's going to be a highly owned one. But right. nonetheless... Uh, and, you know, cash, that's okay. We don't mind you know, whether we finish in the top uh, top half or, uh, you know, top three quarters. Still win the same amount. Uh, and then we'll touch on, I guess, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker. They're guys that I don't necessarily mind. They're just not making my initial builds. Uh, I prefer Covington over both these guys. If I had to pick one, it would probably just, uh, you know, Gordon's safe, secure floor. Um, I'd probably prefer him for... It's still a thousand dollars more than Tucker, but uh, right. you know, struggling to get these guys in my lineup, and it's simply from a construction wise, I think. Yeah, and I think one point I, that you hit on that I really want to hammer home is uh, to be contrarian. You don't. That doesn't mean you know going down and playing like KCP in the captain spot, or you know putting Jr. Smith on your team, or something like that. You know, it can easily. Like you said, you can have the same exact team as you had before, but uh, put Jeff Green in the captain spot instead of Rondo. Uh, that's going to make you contrarian. And then if Jeff Green beats Rondo, uh, you know all of a sudden you're way ahead of all those Rondo captain teams, uh, which gives you a pretty significant edge on a showdown slate. So when you're when you're being contrarian, really focus on uh, a small core of plays but don't feel like you have to get super crazy you know it could be even as simple as i'm playing james i think james harden is going to be lower owned than lebron james so i'm going to put james harden on the same exact team that would have lebron on that sort of thing and you get like a you know maybe you get like a 15 to 20 percent ownership edge there if harden wins over lebron just things like that you know that can really give you a shot to actually win a tournament well said. Well said, my good friend. All right, brother. Well, uh, I think that pretty much rounds everything out as far as, you know, guys I, uh, you know, worth talking about, I guess. You know, I don't, yeah, me I don't too. really think there's anybody else. You know, like I said, I don't want to start mentioning guys out of nowhere. Uh, other, you know, it is worth noting um, that Tyson Chandler has still not snuffed the, uh, sniffed the court, really. So uh, I thought that was going to happen, and I was wrong on that, but. Here we are. Now we got. Now we get to see Markeith Morris because he hasn't. So, 
All right. Well, before we take off, guys, uh, if I can ask you one more, actually two more quick favors, uh, go check out my bookie if you haven't already with that first uh, kickoff tomorrow with the Texans versus the Chiefs. Get your bets in at my bookie. Uh, you, you know, use that promo code Hoopball. Let them know that we sent you, and they'll give you a nice little deposit match. Some little goodies over there. Awesome customer service. The number one bookie site out there that I will ever recommend. And then, uh, you know, give us a nice little great review, five stars, uh, if you could, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, you, you know, wherever you're listening to this. It's available all over the place. Uh, it means a lot to us, guys. It allows us to keep the lights on over here, let our sponsors know that uh, we're providing you guys good content and we're worth listening to. And, you know, also that constructive criticism approach, we get to get a little bit better for you. Uh, and then give us a follow-up. You, you can find me at Mike Patra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And let me see if I can do this. You can find Aaron at Aspus Sports, A S M U S S P O R T S. That's it. Right? Yep. All right. I'm getting it. I may not know the schedule just yet, but uh, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting the twitters down. Uh, yeah. And then as uh, as always, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on with Bretton. Uh, we'll be breaking down the wonderful uh, Friday card for you guys. So uh, as always, from everybody over here at Hoopball, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Let's go out there and crush one of these showdown tournaments. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.